Okay. Good morning, world. It's the Piragachi Project coming at you. Uh, we have a new podcast that we're developing to present some of the concepts that we've been uh, researching and talking about for the past eight plus years. Me, me eight. I'm Charlotte Pierce. I'm the producer of the podcast, and I'm uh, glad to, uh, happy to introduce my colleagues who've been, most of whom have been involved for the last at least five to eight years. Um, Joe Corneli, wave to the people, Joe. Everybody. Sit, sit up a little bit so we can see your beautiful face. Um, Charlie Danoff, he's in Chicago. Hey. And uh, Joe, Joe's in London. Paolo Ricarte I, is in Mexico City. And Lisa McDonald is uh, not on video, but she's back there in LA, right? Yes. Awesome. And uh, we have we have a guest joining us, Pete Forsyth, who will be on our podcast, our actual premier um, content episode next week on October 1st, uh, talking about Wikipedia in the misinformation age. So hi, Pete. Thanks for joining us. Um, Joe, why don't you, uh, uh, Lisa, I'm going to I'm going to mute you because I think no somebody's somebody's audio is a little yeah it's Joe Joe you're a little noisy but that's okay why don't you uh, introduce the project a little bit and I'll um, I'll just follow along okay so yeah for us uh, we've been doing these kinds of calls often maybe not weekly but pretty often for a long time but we didn't ever do it as a podcast before so. Um, yeah, so we're quite familiar with each other, um, but for anyone who's new to this whole thing and tuning in maybe for the first time to what is Puragaji, we should just say Puragaji is about uh, peer learning and peer production put together. So peer learning could happen in a classroom, among students, amongst coworkers in their office or working from home. Um, peer production is a little bit different. That's like what happens on sites like Wikipedia where people come together and typically as volunteers make something together. And so if you put them together, that's what Puragachi is about. Um, mm -hmm. And we've been working, one of the things we've been building is a Puragachi handbook, which came out in 2016, the most recent edition. We have another one planned. Um, and that's a high level overview. Um, Charlie might have more ideas and everyone else. Yeah, it's generally a discussion. So uh, that's what Puragachi means to me personally as a high level yeah. overview. So. Can, and I uh, think uh, you and Charlie were pretty much a president at the creation, right? Uh, we were, the, yeah. Yeah, they, or well, at least I think it's we just in like 2010, I think, or 2009, Joe came up with paragogy, which had the Greek roots for para and production. And uh -huh. uh, and then Howard, the great Howard Rangold, who we worked, worked with, he, uh, made it more accessible in terms of pedagogy, but I think it's just a term to describe what humans have been doing for a long time that maybe mm -hmm. didn't, uh, term didn't exist, but like it's also appears where when people were figuring out how to make fire for the first time, they were producing fire, they're learning from one another. So it's just a way to describe what humans have been doing for a very long time. And um, yeah, that, like uh, we, we often say that we, didn't discover Piragachi. It's just all around us. Yeah. 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 And uh, Paola down in Mexico City, she works for 
oh, you're going to have to say the name of it in Spanish. I just can't pronounce it. So tell us a little bit about how you got into the project and what you are uh, you know, hoping to get from it. And well, it was back in 2012. Um, Howard Ringel invited us to join a class of mm -hmm. peer learning, like, it was a peer learning experience. So I think that at that time was something like very advanced. I mean, people were not thinking about that, like other people in the world, like, and how the digital space transformed the way we interact and we work together and we produce knowledge together. So I think in that sense, um, mm -hmm. Howard was a visionary and that's how I got in. Yeah, I think uh, we would love to and plan to, if he agrees to have Howard to come on and talk about some of his concepts. He was one of the editors of the Whole Earth Catalog, I think, right? Am I right, Joe? The new Millennium Whole Earth That's Catalog right. or something like that that came out in right. uh, 19, was it 94? Right. Something like that. So one of the editions of it. Right. And Lisa, um, why don't you tell us a little bit about how you got involved and what you, where you hope to go with um, Pyragogy. I'm not gonna solo your shots because, well, I, why not? It's cute. <laughs> go ahead, go ahead. Okay, so um, I'm from Los Angeles. I got interested in this because I uh, worked for a couple Japanese automakers. So they're both Japanese in origin, both selling cars in the United States, um, but they were so completely di different. I couldn't say one was like this except for nothing was the same at all. Mm -hmm. And, um, and I was curious as to why and how they were so different. One was more hierarchical and the other one was, it almost seemed like chaotic, but it was, ex but it worked extremely well. You couldn't argue with the results. And so um, I was looking for a way of understanding how this other Japanese company was working even more so as I saw it evolving into something that I recognized that looked more like the first company mm -hmm. because I think um, the the second company um, the pedagogical approach as it I found out when I was talking to Howard at an event at UC Irvine mm -hmm. um, tends tends to we don't tend to have a way of understanding it and so we can evolve our way out of it and the benefits. So I'm trying to understand it better so that you, so that people can understand what they're getting out of it. And those un discomfortable, uncomfortable points can um, mm -hmm. become made more comfortable and understandable. So it's just kind of a, there's not fear, but there's a trepidation of going off onto this collaborative type of operating. Is that right? Well, we don't have a way of understanding it. So it's mm -hmm. very easy to understand like mm -hmm. a, a hierarchical approach because we grew up in schools with one teacher telling students, um, mm -hmm. you know, you have the pyramids, the org charts, they're very structured. Sure. Uh, Pyragogical approaches tend to not be mm -hmm. that structured. They tend to mm -hmm. be result oriented, um, focused on a role. And people may switch roles and it's a lot more fluid. Yeah. And uh, so, so people like to pretend, for example, when you lay out 
what are the steps we're going to do to complete a certain process when you don't know what is necessarily going to be involved. People like and feel good about the uh, the pretense of having some control of, and understanding mm -hmm, of mm -hmm. what it's going to take to achieve a certain goal. But realistically, in the real world, it's never accurate. Sure. So pedagogy allows the fluidity to for people and organizations to respond to changing circumstances and knowledge more effectively. Right. But we don't leverage it because we don't have a way of kind of understanding or conceptualizing how it's working. It seems kind of chaotic and random, mm -hmm. but it's not. So I'm just trying to understand that a little bit better. Well, we appreciate what you've brought into the project and um, you know, just that, you know, not, not all of us are from the corporate world or very few of us, I think. Charlie may be the next most, <laughs> but, but it's it's great to see those applications. And you know, I am a publisher or a small publisher of books, and and uh, I got into the Pyragogy project by taking Howard's course, his online course on collaborative. I think it was collaboration, collaborative learning, or something. And uh, met these met Joe and Charlie and others through that. But I just now after the eight years, I've I just, I kind of converted my company to, you know, my authors are now um, collaborators. They, it takes a little bit of education, like you said, Lisa, you know, it takes a little bit of, um, you know, they're just not used to working that way. They're used to working with a, a traditional publisher who, you know, gives them money and tells them, you know, what, how it's going to be. But I just find it much more satisfying to work with them. So, so great. And uh, one thing we've been working on lately, we did a, a paper for the Futures Journal, and maybe Joe can explain a little bit about something we developed for that, uh, or developed more during that process, the pyragogical, pyragogy action review. Is that an action? Yeah. Well, I think uh, Charlie and I originally came up with some mm -hmm. variant of this in 2012. But yeah, I think it's slowly been percolating. Actually, it, it originated uh, as the after action review, which has been used much more broadly. And we sort of adapted it to be more peer uh, directed um, and a bit more friendly. Um, mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I just want I wanted to comment uh, about what Lisa was talking about with uh, the Japanese automakers uh, before we get to that, uh, which is there's other interesting methods that that originate out of that culture so there's scrum for example which i've learned about kind of recently and one could say that pyragogy is similar to in some ways scrum but scrum is related mostly to uh business and product development um so it, it's less focused on learning it isn't to say that that we don't, don't have any interest in product development but we have the learning aspect as well in the uh -huh. mix. So, so um, I would just say that in that context, the the PAR is a good way to learn what's going on. And someone who had done Scrum might do something very similar. They might do a sprint review at the end of a sprint. Um, so for anyone who's familiar with Scrum, it's not a completely new uh -huh. idea. But, but basically, yeah, we ask what we set out to do together. And that's also a good thing to do at the start. Uh -huh. uh, like Lisa was saying, well, goals can be kind of fluid, so you might, it doesn't mean you don't want to have them, it just means maybe you want to respect the fact that like you've had one intention and then actually something else happened. So, you know, we were we were working on this paper, as you mentioned, for uh, 
for uh, the Futures Journal, but why were we working on it? Well, we were actually working on it to source content for the Piragaji Handbook version <laughs> 4. So in the end, we got a paper instead. So nothing yeah, really wrong with that, yeah, but, but things change. So the, the PAR is a way of, of kind of building uh -huh. up this record of um, things that have happened. Anything to anything to add to that, Charlie? Sorry to the um I think maybe we can um we can do uh we can uh drink uh eat our own cooking and we can do a par perhaps to close out the um the podcast as like a uh, example of it. Um, awesome. that's a great idea. I just wanted to kind of talk a little bit about the topics that we had coming up. Yeah, 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 for sure, for sure. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm screen sharing it. So if you're on audio, we'll just kind of, these are topics that we want you as our audience to uh, feedback and bring us topics and things you want to talk about in, in terms of collaboration, peer learning and peer production, what you're doing out there in the real world. Um, so this is the Peer Gadget Podcast, just introducing the program. Uh, next week, we'll have Wikipedia and the Misinformation Age with Pete Forsyth and uh, Lane Raspberry, uh, who are experts on uh, both Wikipedia and misinformation and how Wikipedia sort of transcends some of or can transcend some of the distrust around uh, media out there that's uh, biased media or misin complete misinformation. So that's going to be really fun. It's going to be uh, October 1st, Wednesday at uh, 4 p.m. No, 5 p.m. Eastern time. We're gonna do peering into early learning with the collaboratory founders, Laura Nignon and uh, Charles Blass, and maybe another guest, but they have a, a new project that is very much uh, centered around uh, sense-making and methods of collaboration. Have I got that right, Joe? I, I would say that's a good approximation anyway. Okay. They'll tell us more when they get All here. Right. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so, you know, early learning, pedagogy can happen any time of your life. So um, the pedagogical uh, process is applicable. And uh, we, we have the handbook. Um, we learned how to publish a book by publishing a book. So that's kind of what we're talking about there. Um, we can talk about Paula's uh, latest uh, paper and project, called the pandemic condition, which was totally fascinating to me. And uh, I look forward to hearing more about that. Um, you know, it's it's good for us, for me at least, to stretch my brain by trying to focus or you know comprehend the the the, the, the concepts that she's bringing up on here. And it's it's disturbing but necessary. I think sometimes um, we have we're going to go back and look uh, and, and call up some of our version three con contributors for the handbook, uh, version three, which is the one currently in print. And uh, they're a fascinating group of people, really wonderful uh, folks, patterns. We're gonna have Howard Rangel. We're gonna talk about transdisciplinary design, the metacognition group, which is very uh, active uh, study group that uh, we join once in a while, peer-to-peer -peer university, um, and the Project Action Review or Pyragogy Action Review that Charlie was talking about. And we're gonna go into here in a few minutes. Lots of good stuff. And we'll we'll put this out at pyragogy.org so you don't have to remember all this, but those are just some of the, the uh, things, topics, and we do solicit 
people for for not only for the crew but for topics and uh, panelists and people that want to talk about their their projects. That's it for now. Cool. Well, that's a good good uh, introduction to the podcast. I would say uh, maybe now would be a good time to open the floor. I could uh, just read out these questions here. Absolutely. Um, oh, so, yeah. yes, please. Uh, review the intention. So this is the introduction to the PAR by way of example. Uh, review the intention. What, uh, what says, what do we expect the learner make together? I guess in that case, it's a podcast. Mm -hmm. um, any other comments on this on this first podcast? What what have we expected the learner make today? I would say we also expected to make a nice uh, introduction to pedagogy for people who uh, haven't heard of it before. And I mm -hmm. think uh, I think with the first part of the conversation, we did that in an accessible um, way. But if the uh, for the viewers out there and the people who are watching this <laughs> recording or listening to the podcast, please let us know if you yeah have more questions or uh, would like more specifics. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so the next, the next question: What uh, establish what is happening? What and how are we learning? So this, this we're just kind of demonstrating that we're focusing on learning. So has anyone learned anything today? I mean, for me, I've learned a little bit about the podcast um, <laughs> platform, but has anyone actually yeah. learned anything else uh, interesting today? I've learned to invite people fifteen minutes before they actually go live. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> No. Another learning point. Yeah, and it's you know I I do a lot of podcasts. I've done eighty five podcasts on my for my rowing um, podcast Ready Row USA, and I you know I I just think I bringing people along. You know, it's I can do I can tell them how I do it, but just you know the the complexity of bringing them along, and I think Lisa referred to this. You know, is it's something you need to be constantly mindful of. And it's not just one person saying this is the way it's going to be. You know, so. Yeah, coming to like a consensus, like Lisa was saying, like with the non-hierarchical way of doing things and like getting things done, be more results oriented. It's very, it's a lot um, mm -hmm. harder to measure and a lot messier, as you're yeah. saying. And that can be, that can be stressful and mm -hmm. um, frustrating for for many humans and understandably yeah. so. So so I think we just got a comment saying it'd be great to have some more examples. That's a good uh, seed for this next question. What are some okay. different perspectives on what's happening? So we're getting mm -hmm. uh, Jeff nice. uh, signing in saying it'd be great to have some small cell examples. One thing I would say, one perspective that people can be a bit confused when we do examples mm -hmm. like this, like here we're doing an example, but maybe it would be <laughs> helpful to like yeah. kind of just tell people about an example. I don't know, uh, Paolo, maybe, would you like to tell an, an example? I, I, one of the examples I know from your work uh, that you've discussed before was like media production by students, mm. but maybe there's other examples that you can think of that are great examples of pyragogy out in the world. Um, well, going back to, to what do we mean uh, when we say pyragogy, um, I would just like to say that, um, when, when we talk about pedagogy, we're just talking about ways of learning together in the digital environment. Uh, but, but of course, pedagogy, as, as Charlotte said, doesn't yeah. only happen Sorry, in the digital, just digital lost you environment. And, yeah. oh, uh, yeah, but it doesn't happen only on digital environment. Mm -hmm. In reality, we learn a lot. Like, we learn always with some 
others, with people. We don't learn alone by ourselves. And and I think that uh, an example, of course, when when we teach or when we do things, if we make sense of what we are doing and learning together, that's the plus. And, and that's why I value most about pedagogy because mm -hmm. we are always doing these ex exercises of metacognition, what did we learn? Uh, are there ways to learn better? What did, in, in what sense we, I, I don't know, we didn't achieve yeah. what we were thinking about that we were going to, to do together. Yeah. So I think that's the plus. And for example, if you, if you are making a cake and, and that cake didn't <laughs> went right, makes sense uh -huh. of what you did together. Like, for example, when I'm cooking with my, my daughter or with my son, if it didn't go well, then we try to understand what did, what failed. And then next time yeah. we can maybe do that. So that's for me the... Yeah, I think what we've done in our pr group project, other people have been involved a lot. We, we also have you know, gotten to trust each other. So when you say, you know, this didn't go well, it's not a personal insult or attack. It's just... You know this, and it's that has been like one of the best things for me, just because, you know, I can be sensitive to that kind of thing, and you know. So could I make a, a quick meta comment? One is that we had, we adapted this format from the U.S. Army's after action review, and at this step, they would say what was right or wrong about what happened, and, and we're pretty clear that we're not trying to establish what was right or wrong. It's mm. just like we're literally trying to get some different perspective right. without forming a consensus about mm -hmm. that or without you know it's really quite different so that's our different perspective it's not really yeah. about because uh, you're, you're you aren't going to reach your goal if you don't have people uh, if you have a, a flaw sort of festering you know you, you need to bring it out and correct it so okay so we're on to uh item four out of five uh, what did we learn or change? So what did we learn or change? We kind of went over that a little bit today, but uh, Lisa, would you, maybe would be great to hear from you um, either what you learned or changed or what you think we should have learned or changed but didn't. Uh, any comments about that? Well, actually, uh, I'm just learning this new software. It's my first time on StreamYard, mm -hmm. and I really like it, actually. It looks mm -hmm. like the video is very clear. The mm -hmm. audio seems to be coming through really well for everybody. So um, that's what I'm learning, and I'm glad we made the change. I'm not sure if that's what you meant, Joe, but I certainly do I like the platform we're using. Yeah, that's right. a great example. And I think there's pedagogy that goes on in StreamYard to the company itself. They have a live town hall on Sunday nights, and oh, they interesting. Just, yeah, they take uh, input, they answer questions there. You know, they're very transparent about what they're going to be able to develop for the program, you know, the platform. So this is the live streaming platform that we're on. Um, so, yeah, yeah I, mean, it, I can see that in, in just the way. And it's it's wildly successful because of that, I believe. Yeah. That's really cool. So that brings in, the again, this industry perspective. I've finished yeah. a book about uh, Salesforce did something kind of similar, bringing the conversation with their customers not really having a marketing department beyond those conversations with customers, at least mm -hmm. in the early days of their company. And so, um, yes, it, it's just a, moving to a different environment brings up some some learning uh, for sure. Yeah, We've think, done that many uh, times, but yeah, please. Thank you. And then um, 
I think, yeah, and I think the StreamYard also to Jeff's question, that's like an example of like, we're learning it, as Lisa said, how to use it. And like, they're listening to their, that those town halls, listening to people and incorporating into uh, making the future versions of the software better. Software is, uh, yeah, a lot of discrete examples here, like Piragaji and like Paula, like and Paula brought up the digital space. And this is like, this was, even though it was something that was people do outside, but this is very like part of our like value add is that it's like, within the digital tools that are available today, how to do it and like mm-hmm. adapting to new tools and then um, the friction that can happen with there. Um, so I think that's, um, so yeah, it's definitely a, is born in the digital era and um, whether or not, maybe, and I mean this like exact conversation we're having right now with video of people in multiple uh, continents and parts of the US, it would be very difficult if not possible without these tools. Um, yeah, and, and um, I mean, one thing that concerns me is that you know, it does require a pretty sophisticated, high-powered internet connection. You know, mm. good, good. So, I'm, you know, I'm trying to figure out how to get it, and I think the audio will help a lot because yeah. we'll be able to go out. We're going to be distributed to all the major podcast apps. So you subscribe to our podcast. Yes, yes, the Piragaji Podcast, for lack of a better, more imaginative title i think that's it <laughs> yeah um yeah we can well we should so this is good to get on to the next question what else should we change going forward so this is the last question uh-huh. um, so what did we learn or change and then uh, what else should we change going forward and this is a little narrative this is kind of makes it action oriented as a mm-hmm. chance to like reflect on all that stuff and, and come up with uh to do items so yeah. one possible thing would be to figure out how to get and this would be a big uh you know, sort of overhead to set up, but it is possible to set up a call-in bridge so that in in principle we could get audio call-ins from the phone. And that might be not something to expect next week or whenever we do this next, um, but that it's something that we could bring in additional to StreamYard. I'm sure we could figure out how to do that. So that's an objective. Mm -hmm. Go ahead, Charlie. And I think, thank thank you. Um, And I think also, yeah, I think to like Charlotte's point about the, you know, the, the quality of the internet and that, I think also something that we try to be mindful of and aren't always, um, mm-hmm. we don't, mindful of but not always able to execute on is like making it as accessible as possible what we do mm-hmm. um, and not having, um, not paywalls or different types of gaps or like, you know, like technology gaps to be uh, and like also like in terms of putting that into practice, like the handbook itself is dedicated to the public domain for anybody listening who wants to you know, take the remix that or you know, have it be their own version, they could do that. Um, and so, yeah, definitely something that we yeah. can continue to improve on. Thank you so um, much. Uh, are, do we have any final comments from Lisa or Paula or Charlie or Joe? Uh, well, I wanted to go back and say one other thing about four. I just remembered that like we're, we've been live for 26 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is short. We're, our plan was to keep these things to about 30 minutes. And I think that that's a huge change from a, uh, yeah. hour and it's it's certainly a change from some of these other online conversations which can go three hours so i, I love the quite short and sweet uh format and i think uh, what else should we change going forward is yeah keep keep that going um and but also get some, get get some feedback from people about how they like it like do yeah. they like a 30 minute session or do they would they like it to be in depth so so i think um yeah that's that's my last comment there we go. and so i think it'd be nice to know people think about sorry going sorry joe uh, going forward, I'd like to, you know, do a little bit more prep. So now that we've seen this, how this works and how the pacing is, you know, just maybe the the PAR, the Project Action Review, is a really good structure. So I think, you know, have a structure for each one. 
And uh, we will definitely have that next week, uh, Thursday or Wednesday um, at uh, 5 p.m. Eastern time with uh, Pete Forsyth and, and Lane Raspberry about Wikipedia and misinformation and the, the toxic soup of you know, dis, disinformation and stuff that's going on now. So it's really timely, I think. Um, any, any other final thoughts? Thanks for tuning in, uh, Jeff and Pete, in the comments. And uh, everybody listening, thank you very much for your attention. Indeed. And puragaji.org is the uh, is kind of the central spot where you can find out all about the project. Thanks to you all. Thank you. Thanks, Thanks Lisa. Thank you. Ciao, Lisa. Thank you.